Joining me now is a friend of mine, a friend of the show. He was in my film, and he was gracious enough to allow us to shoot some footage of him in his Sirius XM studios there high above the city of New York. Um, he is a patriot extraordinaire. In fact, you can hear him daily, XM Patriot Radio. He is none other than Fox News contributor. Welcome back to the C.L. Bryant Show. David Webb, how are you, brother? I am doing well, CL. Good to be on with you. You know, you mentioned that uh, shoot, and earlier this morning, I took a tragic look down 6th Avenue, Avenue of the Americas, for those of you that don't know that, and it was empty. Those sidewalks you and I walked on that are crowded by hundreds of thousands of visitors and New Yorkers working and playing, empty. Sixth Avenue, Avenue of the Americas, empty. Cross streets, empty. That's wrong in America. That's wrong in America. David, talk to us about this election. Talk to us about the the seemingly, in the polls, head-to-head battle of Trump and Biden. Does the vacancy of the Avenue of the Americas remain if Biden becomes president? Does it refurbish if we re-elect Donald John Trump? Talk to us. It comes back if we reelect Donald Trump, and I'll give you the more practical reasons why. Coronavirus will end. There's a political component to this. You see that with New York Governor Cuomo, with uh, Bolshevik Bill de Blasio in New York, with Wheeler and other mayors on the West Coast in Portland and Seattle, Ken Durkin. Uh, you see Governor Whitmer in Michigan. But once the election's over and we have gone further with therapeutics and a potential vaccine, but also the reality of people now seeing that when you have eight kids tested positive out of 16,000 kids in New York, that it is not an extinction life event. This is not, and it's got to come back. The economy's dying. New York City is dying. It has lost over a half a million renters. Over a million landlords in the state of New York cannot pay their taxes. It's literally being sucked dry. 46% drop in new rental signups, I believe, is one of the latest numbers. And infection rates that are less than half percent in the city, according to the hospitals. Recovery rates in the 99% up. This is ridiculous. It's got to change. And it does, David. But let me help us understand from your perspective the hysteria that uh, we have been locked into. And how is it possible that Americans have been so easily led? Was it the fear? What, what is it, David, that has caused us to let down our Americanism, our, our courage, our, our, our backbone the way we have? Talk to us about it. Well, there's a part of it that's fear. There's also lack of control, as in political control, because who makes the decisions under the Constitution, the governors, and upheld by the Supreme Court, their police powers, and governors like Cuomo uh, made deadly decisions when it came to nursing home admittance and infected people going into nursing homes. Whitmer in Michigan, Newsom in California, they took the political and inserted it Fear in the beginning or the unknown, I would say the unknown, drove early recommendations and decisions. But once the data played out, the politics of this became more about 
using it against Trump and the Republicans, because this is not just about Donald Trump. It's not even just about the Republican Party. We now see the rise of an emboldened Marxist movement in America and a combination of a long-running communist group in Antifa who started in the 1920s rose to prominence post-Nazi Germany where they coined the the more common use of anti-fascist as a way to, to solidify themselves to the point where the Communist Party was at one time the largest majority in the, in the German government at that point, post-Nazi Germany, with the Marxists who founded and lead most of Black Lives Matter in Patrice Galores, Alicia Garza, and Opal Tometi, for instance. And I posted a picture last week of Maduro hugging Tometi and uh, Patrice Galores, Opal Tometi and Patrice Galores. And this is all about taking down the American culture, the American way of life, and how do you do that? Law and order. You take it down. You defund the police. You restructure. You make them the enemy. Blacks in black communities don't want the police gone by large amounts because that's about safety and security no matter what the color of your skin is. Then they go after freedom of speech to cancel culture. They're emboldened by people in Biden's campaign and Kamala Harris's campaign who go out and raise money to get rioters, not protesters, out of jail. Protesters weren't the ones being arrested. Occasionally there were, there were mix-ups and even some journalists caught up in that, to be fair. But rioters were being arrested and being bailed out by the Democrat ticket. And other Democrats, including things like Portland, where 70 plus percent of the rioters arrested had their charges dismissed by the prosecutor. Wow. You know, David, uh, when I look back on where you and I have uh, come from over the last 11 years, man, since uh, we uh, launched out, you and I, both original grassroots people in the Taxed Enough Already movement, the Tea Party movement, uh, David, we're beginning to see the fruits of our labor and uh, the slings and arrows that uh, we suffered uh, to get to where we are right now. And uh, tell me then, tell the audience, uh, America, uh, about uh, this trend, it seems, of black votes moving back home to the Republican Party. Is that Donald Trump? Is it the accomplishments that he's had uh, with economics and, of course, uh, HBCUs? Talk to us about it. I think it's a combination of things. Clearly, uh, and clearly the president has stepped out on these issues because he actually cares about them. And he's a solutions-oriented businessman. So the White House Opportunity Zone Council under Dr. Ben Carson, uh, Scott Turner, Jerron Smith, others that you know and I both know, have worked hard to make it a working solution. Then you move forward after that and the continuing growth of that program in many communities, not just for blacks. But it demonstrates that when you give people better shot at education, better shot at re-education or catching up on their education, support services to get that single black mother uh, into a better position in life to be able to earn for herself. People will take hold of that and they'll grow because, you know, you and I know this, people want freedom, they want control of their lives, they want to feel secure about having something for themselves. But you need education for that. Trump pushed that, criminal justice reform, uh, where in the case of, say, a Kamala Harris, she put away thousands, thousands and thousands from California of low-level offenders, but never went after the big guys. She racked up the wins 
on the backs of the poor and the underserved, black, white, Hispanic, or otherwise. So Trump tackled that. Now, and I want to see more details, they roll out the platinum plan, which I wanted to talk more about in the debate Thursday night. And that has specific approaches within it to have public-private partnerships where the communities get to reinvest in themselves. Loan structures that have been redone under SBA for underserved communities, black or otherwise. What that says to black people in this country is that we don't want the divide between successful because there are many black millionaires and black billionaires in America and they didn't get there by accident or even just through the NBA or the NFL. They got there through business, hard work, innovation, education. That that divide can narrow when you have a better environment within your community and that means you have a chance that's what Trump's brought forward because that's been the reason for success since large groups of blacks began graduating from college in the 80s and 90s especially. And their children now want more of that pie rather than they want to be running around in a neighborhood with their pants hanging down below their ass, pardon my expression, <laughs> Reverend, and, and going out and, you know, unfortunately some have no choice, tragically, but to create, you do criminal acts sell drugs or do something give them some other option people will and more people will take that other option david let me ask you this i have about uh, three minutes left in the interview with you and i want to thank you so much for for coming on with me but i I just have to uh, want you to tell the folks about uh your legacy what what is it when david sits on his porch and watching the sun go down with significant other and uh you know rocking in the chair of course you may never retire who knows i don't think i'm going to do it david but if it if it happens legacy what would you want us to remember what would you be reflecting on what would you want us to think about david webb i I want a country that looks back at the voices, yourself, myself, and our time will come, and our time will pass. But the legacy is what happens from the work you and I do, that there is a country where people are working more together. There is a constitutional republic that's functioning. There's an economy that's working. And people are getting the right and the opportunity to choose what they want to do, that 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 kid sitting somewhere says, you know, when I grow up, I want to be this, and they have a shot at it or the adult or the other grandparents who may be walking by and waving on that porch or wherever you and I are sitting, and they say, you know, the world's doing pretty good, and I'm happy. It's that simple. The big things are going to happen, the exploration, the expansion, you know, the, the model of growing the human capital, not here, but just but also around the world. That's the real legacy. The legacy of success is peace. The legacy of failure is war and discontent. Well said, my friend, my good friend. Thank you so much for being on with me. Hey, man, I'll be up there real soon. I'll, I'll be in touch when I when I am there uh, coming up around uh, Christmas time. But, gee whiz, it's just not going to be Christmas in New York anymore, man. It just, I mean, it just, just breaks my heart. It just breaks my heart, David. But thank you so much for being on with us. God bless you, and God keep you is my prayer for you. Talk to you real soon. Thanks.